Got something you're grinding on? You're listening to The Grind. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And good Tuesday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Carson, welcome in, man. Hey, happy to be here. Always fun. Always, yes, sir. We have, uh, we have since the last time we talked, snow has fallen. The ground got white last night. You, I mean, I know you've been uh, wintertime. Yeah, have you been uh, making uh, little snow angels, a little snowmen, or don't anything? think I did that anytime, and I you don't sure? plan on doing it anytime soon. But what? I mean, I definitely love to see you know that. What do you got against snow angels? I don't have anything. But it's cold. I, it, this, it's it's bitter. I let mean, the records show that yesterday uh, or sorry, last week was seventy, and now it's. <laughs> let the record show. Carson is still wearing shorts, though. I am. He don't play around. He he doesn't feel temperature yet. He's of that age. No, you'd have to take me down to Antarctica to make me put on. I will say all that that head hair that you got right going. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's got to keep you warm. Pretty. It does. Well. It keeps me. It keeps me mighty warm. Keeps you years warm. Yep. You ever heard older fellas call them years? No, I'm sorry. I'm from I'm I'm backwoods. It's that's how it works. A lot. Of, well, it seems like every show you always bring in like maybe three phrases I've never heard in my life, and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, and I won't like, remember them again, probably. Yeah, you will. Oh yeah, you will. Maybe. Like you'll in years, maybe twice your life right now, uh, you'll you'll be in this chair and you'll be sharing it with some young whippersnapper just like me. Hey. Sounds like, sounds like a plan, right? Plan man. Plan yeah. man. Maybe not this exact chair, because I don't know if it's going to hold up very much. But Yeah, well, anyway. I mean, it, the the longer you have those rolly chairs, the more comfy they get. Right. It has been through some battles. But, uh, you know, um, some things to talk about, shocker. Yep. Uh, yesterday, Jeremy Pruitt talks to the media ahead of Florida Week. Uh, he has a lot to say. And, and again, the, the big, the elephant in the room is is who's going to start at quarterback? Uh, you know what's the team look like? Uh, getting back into kneeling, what that's going to be like. But there's undertones of how are you going to fix it? I mean, if you it really, uh, you you can you can thumb through, you can Google this thing. Everything Jeremy Pruitt said during his presser, and all signs point to who you starting at quarterback, and how are you going to keep the the Trask and Pitts connection from just lighting up the scoreboard? Right. Uh, it's going to be de- very difficult, I can tell you that much. I mean, uh, in the past, Tennessee has definitely struggled with uh, Florida quarterbacks and Florida offenses when they're rolling, and they sure are rolling. I mean, the team itself has just got athletes all over the field. I mean, Kyle Trask, uh, he's got a decent offensive line, too. I mean, he's getting uh, a lot of looks to throw balls, and he's able to connect them. And uh, his favorite target, Kyle Pitts, obviously a lottery pick in the draft, is uh, ultimately just one of the best tight ends, maybe the best tight end in the league. So it's going to be a threat, especially with our corners. Defensive backs this year have not played uh, as well. I know we've had some injuries and uh, COVID uh, contact tracing and COVID outings and stuff like that. So it's been – it will be probably a rough game if I'm going to uh, – if I had money on it. But but you don't. That's good. Yeah. That's I'll, good. 
I, I mean, I'm obviously pulling for him. I mean, is there a chance? That's what a lot of people ask me, and I, I think that there's always a chance. But and I'm well, gonna the, be hopeful. But. And the thing is, is Dan Mullen, even in all his his quarterback whisperer mind, there's there's every now and again been a time to where you're like, does this guy know know what he's doing? I did know. he did he leave the that, uh, the coach Klein clipboard in the in the locker room? I mean, yeah, that that personality of his too on the sideline. <laughs> He he's is he not like the coolest squarest guy you'll you'll see? I mean, yeah, it's it, well. I mean, last time it was he was yelling at the uh, I think it was the defensive line coach or something. And after oh the no, post, that was defensive coordinator Todd defense Grantham. He was right. chewing him up one side and, and down the after other. the game. He said he was telling him uh, not to put your Christmas lights up before Thanksgiving or something. He made it a joke. That's but so funny. He was. I mean, he was back talking to him too i mean the defense coordinator he said something back and dan mullen said something then he said something it was well funny to watch it, it really is and, and the thing is is the dynamic is you see the head coach and you're like that's the the leader right but there's a lot of alphas i would assume on those sidelines mm-hmm. you know there's a ton of guys that's like listen you don't talk to me that way yeah. and and i think in some ways there's a respect there but i, always, I also thought it was funny because dan mullen's was literally he did everything but throw the visor down and stomp it. Yeah. I mean, he was he was he was I didn't get that toy. I'm mad. I'm going and, and fussing mommy kind of situation. And he literally the guy was looking out on the field and looked like he was he's watching his guys and coaching and just responding as needed. Yeah. It was it, it was, was funny. definitely funny to watch. I mean, Dan Mullen, what a year. Darth Vader to Yelling full on at the Stephens coordinator. He's had himself a 2020. Well, yeah. And 2020 goes a lot of different directions, as we have seen. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Jeremy Pruitt talks to the media. He said, when you look at Florida, he said, I think they're playing as good as any team in the country offensively. He said they've been efficient, especially at the quarterback position. He said Kyle Trask does a phenomenal job of getting the ball to the right playmakers. And he says uh, about Kyle Pitts, he said, uh, maybe the best tight end in the country – and the best tight end I've coached against. I mean, That's a sure huge is. statement. He's a, he's huge. I mean, he reminds me of a DK Metcalf because you put DK Metcalf in uh, uh, college right now, he could play tight end, wide receiver, whatever he wanted to, running back. Uh, he kind of reminds me of him a little bit, and here's why: he's just so he's so strong, and it's hard to bring him down. I mean, he, players just bounce off of him if you just watch his film. I mean, he absolutely lays people out, and not only that, but he definitely is one of the best blocking tight ends too, which makes him so versatile for the N- NFL draft. I mean, NFL guys are waiting for the end of the season so they can pick him up. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough time, I think, but. I think the running game is what's going to um, be a big help to us. I think uh, Tennessee's running game or running defense should be able to play decently well. I think that's going to be best, uh, better than how we're going to play versus the passing game, especially with all those wide receiving threats. And then you got Kyle, um, like third or second on the Heisman list. So, yeah, yeah, him and Mac Jones. I mean, that could be a, that's going to be an SEC championship for sure. You think you think either one of those are better than Trevor Lawrence? Um, tough sell, right? That is because I've seen Trevor. Well, Trevor had a great year last year. He's had great years. I would say Trevor above those guys. In my I would opinion. just for for longevity. Like right. I'm, a, you know, I think everything. If you look at the Heisman, you look at a lot of awards. It, yeah. it is a one year award for real. I mean, it it is. It's not a it's not a four year award. It's it, it's given to the best guy in college football. But I think in recent years we've almost been spoiled by the um the the Kyler Murrays. 
the Baker Mayfields, the you know even even you can go back the Johnny Menzels. I mean, just guys that splashed on the scene and just kind of kind of glitz and glamored their way to a Heisman Trophy. And, and I think you know let's, Kyle Trask is in that same mold. Now, granted, last year the injury. Uh, kind of thwarted a little bit of this, but I mean, when they came to when when we went down there a year ago, I wasn't. I mean, I thought Kyle Trask was was efficient. I thought he did what he needed to do, but he wasn't impressive. Right. Two years ago, Joe Burrow, not, not impressive. impressive. No. Like not. honestly, I didn't know. Like I I fully understood why he wasn't at Ohio State two years ago, mm-hmm. and then a year ago, I'm like, oh, yeah. This well, guy's I mean, he legit. was going against. Uh, I think it was J was it, it was J T Barrett. I'm J T sure. Barrett, yeah. And uh, he's a great quarterback in uh, college for sure. But yeah, I mean th- those two years ago, everybody didn't even know who Joe Burrow was. I mean he was just a quarterback at LSU. But last year, I mean it was it was a difference making. And uh, Kyle Trask, I mean he definitely, like you said, he wasn't the all star, but he was he was playing I. I mean like Jeremy says I. But uh, he he definitely has showed out this year, and I think it's taken the team where they want to go. Something else that Jeremy says, he says moving forward. He has that little – He says forward. That's North Alabama, I think. I'm pretty sure. Probably. So much. But uh, Jeremy Pruitt, like I said, there was an undertone a little bit on the the press conference of basically the who's quarterback and then how you're going to fix it. Uh, One of the questions was, what has limited Tennessee's offense from being explosive and being able to score a lot of points? I think we've got a two-letter name that could probably put that out there. Mm-hmm. But he said, well, I can assure you we want to to score every possession, right? He said, I mean, we talk about this over and over. We've had turnovers. We've had penalties, lack of execution. I can assure you it's not our plan to go out there and score 17 points. We want to score as many as we can. I mean, that's what anybody would say, right? Dun, dun, dun. Shocker. Uh, on Florida scoring seven times, six touchdowns and a field goal in their opening possessions this season. Uh, he talks about how Dan Mullins is, is just really good at scheming those first few plays and, and how he's a, he's a good play caller, and uses his personnel well, and, of course, all the non-bulletin board material. Right. Uh, he's not going to say anything that kind of puts, puts uh, anything uh, on a bulletin board somewhere. Uh, on how much guessing is involved in opening drives when scripting against an offense, he said, "Well, you start, you, you know, you know, try to understand what they're going to do in third down situations, short yardage, goal line, red area." I thought that was a pretty cookie cutter answer as well. Uh, they get on down there, and it says on what the Vols have worked on or changed during practices with three open dates in the past five weeks. I thought that was a really good question, just because. We would like to hope, and I think we sit here and speculate that over the last few weeks, this is a really good time to get Harrison Bailey in there. Yep. You know, this is a really good time to get people healthy and, and get Cade Mays a little bit more acclimated as, as things go. Uh, get guys like uh, Jalen Hyatt, get those guys in there a little bit more. All that, that stuff that I think we hope are happening, right? I mean, yeah. But uh, he says we've had three weeks – three off weeks in the last five weeks, so it's been an opportunity for a lot of the younger guys to take a lot of reps. Check. Uh, The more you do something, the better you get at it. I would agree. Uh, Then you have a lot of the older guys. We had a lot of guys that have been in and out of the lineup, and one thing about any sport or anything you want to do, you kind of got to get a routine. So being able to get in a routine of practice and create some level of consistency within a group has been really important. He said this past week was a little different. 
than the previous off weeks because we had a lot of guys that were out of practice. We didn't have the volume of workload like we've done in the previous weeks, a little more walkthroughs, a lot more teaching, and just trying to stay productive. Yeah, now we just hope that all happens on Saturday. Well, and they talked about number of players out for COVID reasons. And again, uh, I think thanks. Anytime they leave campus, it seems to kind of, you know, kind of rear its ugly head, if you will. Right. And it said we've had two guys test positive, but it dates back to when we came back from Auburn. But unfortunately, with contact tracing, the number has grown a pretty good bit there. And it said it knocked us out of a lot of guys, which they'll start coming back toward the end of the week and and really uh they really try to try to hone in on like who you talking about how many are we talking about and he said you know at at times in the preseason they were as many as 40 and 50 guys down and and I don't care I don't care who you are the the Pittsburgh Steelers right now undefeated they're gonna get take a hit from not having 40 guys on campus Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're going to see an impact. But he said right now there's probably about 16 that are impacted. So I, I think in a in a COVID world where I don't know that any team is 100% any week. No. As far as not. just COVID. I'm not no. talking about getting dinged up, having a leg thing, yeah, having yeah. a back thing. I'm just saying from COVID. So I think at 16 right now, and he wouldn't say, you know, what starters, what we're not. Uh, we'll just have to see that. But it ask about uh, – uh, if the only players will, if if the only players who will be out for the Florida game uh, are the two who tested positive, uh, he uh, he very tentatively. It, it's you just have to see it. And again, Google will give you give you what you need. He went um, and and a couple more. Yeah, I mean that was his answer. He was like uh, yeah, and a, and a couple more. So I think there's probably more impacted and more that could possibly miss this Saturday than we would like to think. Uh, but I think uh, uh, some of the 16 that are affected will be be able uh, to go. Uh, <laughs> the question gets asked again: What's one of the pillars of a of an interview right now with Tennessee? Who's playing quarterback? And uh, <laughs> like it says every week. it says, are any of Tennessee's quarterback in quarantine? He said we've had one that's been affected. Listen. The whole part of it is I've, I've tried to be as transparent as we can. We can't say exactly who, but these guys are out there practicing. They're working hard to create chemistry with our guys, so we'll continue to do that this week. Guess who didn't practice, I believe, Friday and, maybe Friday and Sunday or Friday and Saturday, however they, they practice? Jarrett. J to the G. Sounds good to me. I mean, hey, maybe it's a it, it's a sign that COVID had to take. Let's just him say out. a sign. I if, think it's if a it sign. is him, it's a sign that Allegedly. shows that COVID had to take him out before Jeremy did. Which you heard it here first, guys. It's time. It's been time since since. Uh, so they they also yeah. ask if quarterbacks are getting equal reps in practice. He said it was a walkthrough. Uh, we'll see as we go through the week. Uh, so, so I think uh, again, just not one to show a whole lot. Not right. that uh, uh, Todd Grantham is a guy who likes to bring the pressure, but also likes to disguise a lot. So, I think uh, just if you roll out there and say we're starting uh, Harrison Bailey, it's going to be a heavy dose of bring the house because yeah, they're going to try to rock the rock the boat a little bit. But uh, um, and then they asked this question. It said, "What are the intangibles that you look for in a freshman in considering whether to start?" Or play them in games. I mean, 
this didn't get any more. Why are you starting that guy, and why are you oh, not starting this well, guy? That's the question of every Tennessee fan. I mean, he better be lucky that there's hardly anybody in the house in Neyland because it would be – You I think mean, a boo bird would be out? Oh, the whole game. You think so? The whole game. Would I, you be a boo bird? Well, I would be. Um, I'm You're, sorry because I've I've had enough of it. And enough. It, it feds me up. So I've talked to a couple. Did you say it feds me up? Yeah. That's awesome. It, That's, uh, I'm, I'm fed up with it. See, you're teaching me things now. It's like reciprocal. That's a new. That's a new. It's a new. Is that uh, phrase. a Carson Carsonism? It is. And um, I talked to a couple people there, uh, students at Take UT, and up. I mean the the student section is Done. booing. They said they're 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 booing every time they're down there, and it's it's time. I mean, it's been time, but like you said, some of these reporters are asking what's the on the hot topic, and he better understand that that's all of what they're talking about. <laughs> Absolutely, and he says uh, it says it starts with knowledge, and for this freshman class, we had some guys that were mid-year, but they didn't get a chance to go through spring ball, so that probably hurt them. But just creating the right habits, knowing uh, what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to do it, and why you do it is is very important. Being able to be mature, and he said mature enough uh, to come and work every day at practice, compete. Uh, because everybody sees it. He said, our freshman class, we've got a lot of really good football players in there, and these guys continue to be positive, work hard, and as the season has went, you've seen more and more of them play. And that is not an inaccurate statement. There has been more play. Like Jalen Hyatt has been an injection later in the season. Uh, I think you look at some of those, uh, you you know, there's been other like line pieces and and maybe some uh, defensive players that have definitely uh, the youth has shown out. Uh, I, I would like to to have seen like D Beckwith uh, by now. I, I think there's some other pieces that, that could have been seen. Uh, but I think the, the, the elephant in the room is Harrison Bailey. Mm-hmm. Like we're not talking. This is not a conversation about D Beckwith. This isn't a conversation about T Hodge. Right. This is a conversation about why is Harrison Bailey not seeing it the sure field? sure is, and that's the one everybody wants to see us switch in. Everybody else, I mean, they'll wait. Everybody wants to see the quarterback change um, first before anything, and then we'll look at the other stuff. But right now what has to change? And, I, I mean, a lot of people are like, man, it's just the harshness of it. But at the same time, we've had multiple games. I mean, almost, almost this could be seven games, and – we just haven't. He's just not got it done. He hasn't won since the Missouri game, and those there's a couple of those teams in there: Arkansas, Kentucky, that we needed to win, and we can win, and we're a better team. Win. I mean, uh, that's just that's just a that's on the whiteboard when they walk out. It's just win, and it, it just we can't do it. So, what do you do when you can't do something, or you can't do it right, or you can't win? Is you change something up because it's. A lot of the saying, you can't if it well, ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, it's broke. Let's well, fix it. and and the old, the another another just phrase is is you know how do you expect to get different results if you don't if you're exactly. doing the same things you've always done? Yep. So uh, the question was asked Harrison Bailey, how much more has he been able to learn the offense over the course of the season? Uh, Jeremy Pruitt said that he doesn't think the issue is the playbook. He said Harrison's a smart guy, works really hard. It's been more about opportunities and getting live opportunities. He's had a chance to do more and more as the season has went, uh, but when you just talk about volume of work, really playing a little bit at the end of the Kentucky game, Arkansas game, and then a couple weeks ago at Auburn, 
uh, has been really good for him. Just the speed of the game to prepare him for the future. That's um, really been really good. He works hard every single day and is developing a little bit more of a leadership presence around the rest of his teammates. He said that's part of being a quarterback and in getting the other 10 guys uh, to be at their best. He said he continues to, to do what he's asked to do. And, and again, that's a very vanilla answer, but it's very – I mean, here's the thing. Everything people liked about Jeremy Pruitt when he was winning is the same stuff he's giving you now. It's just, it's just bugging you now because it's just coach speak and very vanilla comments. Right. But, uh, you, you know, I'll say this. I, I uh, Again, the facts are J.G. has not practiced in a couple of days. I don't know if he practiced today. Uh, I, again, working the daily grind, I didn't, I didn't have a chance to understand that. But he has not practiced a couple of days over the weekend. They said there's one quarterback affected. We'll see what that looks like as far as contact trace. Is he a positive? We right. don't know. Uh, but I think the the opportunity for Harrison Bailey gets better and better the the more of these open weeks slash uh, fall camp esque type weeks we have, uh, and it really uh, is hard to say. Um, it said they also asked the question uh, when the quarterback in quarantine might be back at practice, and if it would be hard for him to play if he hasn't practiced in two weeks. Again, digging is an understatement. Uh, it, it said it would be hard to play anybody in that situation, right? He said uh, Jalen McCullough did it a little bit uh, as he came back around South Carolina's game. Uh, he said he played a couple plays. Warren Burrell did it. He, but, you know, it's basically from a teaching standpoint, you're still Zooming, you're still training via video kind of training. But uh, the live game reps is kind of what they're, they're missing. So, again, uh, some of that will be uh, uh, some of those questions that's got to get answered as the uh, – I guess as the the starters are announced there on Saturday. Yeah. But uh, talking a little bit, uh, what else did they say? Uh, On playing two teams in Florida and Texas A&M that are in a race for college football playoff, all jokes aside, all pressure aside, I love this answer. He's, and, and again, it was you just have to listen to the video, but he said, we're focused on Florida right now, and that's enough. And I think that's a really true statement. They've got a they've got a handful of Gator coming to town, and uh, yeah, I think preseason. I love the situation that us seeing t- Florida in December in Knoxville. I don't like it now. I don't like whatever it be. And now. so uh, you know, I think uh, I think that's a really good comment. Tennessee's got enough to worry about with the Gators, and they'll uh, they'll move forward from that. But again, Jeremy Pruitt sees the media. Answers some really, I mean, pointed questions. Let's just face it. And uh, I think uh, the proof's going to be in the pudding. What they put out on the field on Neyland Stadium, uh, on Shield Watkins Field there Saturday will make all the difference in the opinion. And really, what these last three out of five weeks has really really allowed for Tennessee to grow. Yeah. Is it is it an opportunity for a freshman to feel confident enough to be a starter in the Southeastern Conference? Or do we do we do the same things and expect a different result? I think that's the question that's got to be answered. But you know what? Uh, we're going to take a quick break and listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, let's talk about some uh, other changes to Tennessee. couple players uh, deciding that uh, not necessarily that they're leaving their commitment from Tennessee, but they're just Stepping they're out. backing out and seeing what opportunities they've got for them. What does that mean for uh, for Jeremy Pruitt? What does that mean in the grand scheme of, of a recruiting class? And ultimately, is that uh, is that smoke uh, for a a fire that could be 
uh, at the end of the season. We'll talk about that on the flip side of the break. You're listening to the Tuesday Grind right here, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 AM and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming. But Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maribel. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us 
on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. Welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we are on the Tuesday grind. Carson, uh, as we, you know, I feel like, you know, I think I called you Nancy uh, yesterday, negative Nancy. And we kind of went down that path again uh, today. Yeah. I mean, we're two, there's two days in a row. It's kind of a trend. Yeah, I'm gotcha. well. It's been that for both of us because, I mean, it's hard to talk positive right now after losing I'm a little six sour, games in a row. I'm a little sour. Or is it six or seven? I keep forgetting. I mean, it's just it's just L's, L's. It's, it's really not that many. It's not. It's five. It's five. I'm sorry, I was Feels wrong. Feels like but seven. It, well, yeah. I mean, we're playing Florida this week. I mean, we've covered we lost that to a the bye bit. week last week. Yeah. <laughs> we're well, that I mean, bad, it feels guys. like it, it's crazy how fast well, here, the year's gone, and we've only played. And and here's seven the games. thing. And here's the problem. Really, is is when you're bad, the bye weeks suck. Mm-hmm. Because like, if you win. You've got two weeks to you're like, hey, the last time we played, we we finally got yes. it together and we made it happen. Last time we played, we got beat by Auburn. Time before that, we got smoked by by Arkansas. I know we're just time like, before that. Let's snag a win real quick. Time know? before that, we got bumped by Alabama. I mean, you know, it just it just it's it's pounding on and and it and sure added is. to. And today didn't help, or well, I guess yesterday. Couple guys last night, I believe, early this morning, decommit from Tennessee's 2021 class. And uh, Carson, do you think it's a it's a it's a sign of of problems? Is it just the nature of 17 year old guys that get a lot of attention, or is there writing on the wall? No, no way, Terrence Lewis decommits. I mean, it, if if we're a good team, if we're winning at least two out of those five games because you look at it this guy he's from i think he i believe he's from ohio but uh do not fact i mean you can fact check me but i'm not for sure on that but i mean he's definitely out of state i mean best linebacker in the 2021 class and he is an absolute athlete but he was loving tennessee he loves the atmosphere he posted about him i mean he loves tennessee and it's just this downfall talking about jeremy getting fired Seeing Jeremy, you know, not liking Jeremy as much. Maybe that's the thing. Worried about a coaching change. And He's from Florida. Florida, that's right. Yep. Um, and I, it's just, it's just kind of sad. I mean, it really is because I look at it, and if we're winning, maybe if we snag that Auburn, Arkansas, or Kentucky win, maybe win three of those. I really don't see an unexpected leave you know I don't and I'm not saying he's leaving he's just kind of stepping out and exploring his options he says Tennessee is still his number one choice and we've seen that before where a player decommits and then they commit back they finally realize you know that he just wants to see what other schools are interested and well uh, and and don't get it twisted 
you know, he's hearing all the same stuff we're hearing, yeah. all the same things we're saying, maybe. Uh, but it's just one of those deals where other coaches use this stuff against him, too. Well, you know what? I I could probably, you know, offer a little bit more. You know, I could yes. I could give a little more clarity if you would if you just open back up, you know, give us an opportunity to to show you why you should be at school X, you know, whether that's Alabama, Clemson, what whatever that is. And I think, you know, sometimes as a high school senior, especially, you know, you're probably not playing a ton of your football. Uh, again, Florida's playing football. But, you, you know, you've got all this question, you, you've committed, and you're like, oh, man, do I, am, am, you know, Jeremy Pruitt's on the hot seat. Do I really want to be there? And all these coaches are going, hey, why you want to go there? Jeremy may not be there your whole yeah, four years. Da, future, da, da, da. And so I think it's a dynamic that uh, it, it is part of this process. Like when, when – and I think people say, well, well, we just need to fire such and such. And I'm not saying that that if he if he you know the way this season ends will dictate a lot of what happens in the future. But I think this is just a byproduct of of a disgruntled uh, fan base, a rough looking football team right now. And you know what? When you come into a season and you've got a what a seven eight game win streak, mm-hmm. people commit to you. Right. When you lose five straight games, people decommit from you. Exactly. I mean, it's cause and effect. Yeah, and he's our number one recruit. I mean, he's actually top five almost of all time in best recruits we've gotten before. Um, wow. I mean, that's heavy. I mean, it is. He's he's in, he's uh, one of the best we've we've had committed, and he's the best linebacker. So so this just this just tells you he committed on April the thirtieth. Right. Where were we on April the thirtieth? Of course, not having spring 14. ball, but seven game win streak. All this dynamic, right. or I guess six-game win streak at that point, but uh, all these dynamics that man, you Pre-season, just watch. We're coming, 25. we're coming into this thing hot. Da 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 da. And I bet you, over the course of this season, between the Arkansas loss, which I think was a glaring, I mean, that's just a thump. The Kentucky loss, Kentucky thump. loss, put us down, down the hatch there. And, and so I think he's just. Uh, he said. Uh, he, he said. It's okay. I don't turn my back on people. They need help, so I'm ready to help. It, it's, uh, you know, and a lot of people, uh, some some notorious number two, I'm not sure who this is, uh, it says, no way you still commit to a dumpster fire known as Tennessee football. This is his words, not mine. It says, don't waste your talent. Go elsewhere. I'm pretty sure this isn't the only one of those he's gotten. Right. And so this is this is just unfortunate, but like I told you off air, uh, this is this is recruiting. Uh, I remember back in the day, somebody was telling me. I think it was. Uh, it, I think it was uh, Jabari Davis, yeah. Train Davis, told me. Uh, you know, he was on the the same roster as as some big name guys. He's. I didn't know about it till we got to campus. You know. You know how how different today is. Right. I mean, you can look on you. The, not only do you have a recruiting site. You can go to 247, Scout, ESPN, da-da-da-da-da. You can go to all these different recruiting sites and not only see what they think about you, but see who they think, what they think about other people and who, they got. And who they're getting offers from. I mean, how many times has, uh, has Tennessee baseball been impacted by that? I remember a few years ago we had a lot of local kids committed. Well, the MLB draft comes. They go pro, and we're set scrambling, asking right. just anybody to come play ball. So – I think it's it's the new age recruit. It's it's the new age recruiting system because they know where they stand nationwide, and then ultimately with the uh, the what I'm going to use air quotes and say ease of travel. 
I mean, it's no longer, you know, I remember if you ever watch any of those old 30 for 30s, any of those older players are like, well, we played here because if I, if mom and dad wanted to come watch us play, I had to stay close to home. That's really not a thing anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? People, I remember uh, even even a few years ago, several years ago, Tyler Bray. Yeah. I remember when he was here in the transition because he was kind of a he was kind of a Kiffin guy and kind of a not. He was like Derek Dooley most of the time. Well, yeah, what I'm saying is By he recruit. was getting recruited, right. and then he kind of stuck with it. His parents moved here, mm-hmm. like moved here. Yeah. And so uh, it's one of those deals where the, the – the streets and the the moving is is well more fluid now, and I think to me I don't I don't I think the writing on the wall like I don't think it's writing on the wall, I think it's a uh, it's a lot of people telling him why he shouldn't be here because we're not very good. Yeah, I don't and, know and, that it's necessarily indicative of anything, but I do think it's a kid that uh, wants to know uh, that he's in the best hands for the next four years, and and quite frankly, right now we can't tell him that that's here. Well, I think the big point people are making is the future, and uh, in all caps, future is pretty much what everybody, every recruit's looking at. Is this team going to be able to compete with uh, an Alabama, Florida, Georgia, LSU? Well, last year at LSU, you know, some different teams like that. Are they going to be able to make the SEC championship? And I think he's looking, and if there's going to be a coaching firing, if there's going to be um, definitely changes in any way, in a big way, to a program, is definitely going to cost a lot of recruits. Um, their option and uh, have their options more open because uh, honestly 17 year olds me being one look for a winning team and look for a team they want a ring to put on their finger and he really being the top linebacker in the nation is going to have every team looking at him would so, you would you commit to Tennessee right now oh yeah well I mean I'm uh, you talking about unbiased I mean <laughs> you you are like that was priceless I looked at he went uh uh it, it, yeah like, well, I was thinking. I was thinking. Well, if I'm not a Tennessee fan, most likely not. But obviously, if I was offered and, that, and here's the thing: where where is he from? Florida. Who's really good right now? Florida. Who's and got I, an opportunity to play in the college football playoff? Yeah, Florida. Mm-hmm. And so you you can't tell me that there's not those locals that are going. Why leave the state? Yeah, go and, Gator Town. And here's the thing: a lot of these guys are going to get full rides, but it's another one of those. It is. Your mama can come watch you play. I mean, I don't know that that's how his buddies talk, but, but I mean, it could be. It's definitely, it's definitely a lot of points being made and trying to persuade. So, I, I guess I'm what I'm. I'm I'm the voice of reason. I'm not a negative Nancy today. I'm saying, you know what? Let it play its course. Let us finish this season. If he signs early, we'll find out here in about two and a half weeks. Yep. But if he holds out, we see what we got going, and and then just go from there. Yep. Uh, it says. Uh, the good news is, uh, as far as crystal ball predictions from 247 rivals, both have Tennessee as the favorite uh, to get Mr. Lewis. And, yeah. and, and I like the the opportunity, uh, but like I said, it's just a wait-and-see approach. I mean, and, and honestly, that's if, if I was a recruit, and I've talked about this before on the show, if I was a recruit, I would take all five official visits – I would go to every college I ever wanted to go to, and I would know without the shadow of a doubt that that's where I want to go to school at. And mm-hmm. if backing out and getting an opportunity to look at other places gives him that that clarity, I want him to be where he wants to be. Because me, as a Tennessee fan, I don't care if it's the, the second coming of Herschel Walker. 
I don't want you to be here if you don't want to be here. Right. And Bryce Brown's a really good example of of what that looks like when they they want to be here for the coach and not for the place. Right. Um, His second option was Auburn. His third option was Miami. So Auburn, eh, not really. He's not going to switch that easy to Auburn. They have nothing special. You'd be amazed how many in Miami now. You would be amazed though how many uh, recruits Auburn has taken from Tennessee they have, over the year. But I'm looking now at it. I, Hard to say. Hard to say, right? It defensively, is defensively, I would say Kevin Steele's probably a little bit more secure uh, than yeah. Tennessee's coaching staff. Well, I would say that too. But I mean, it was like a eight percent kind of favored with Auburn, but it really, if it was like a, if it was now, now if it was like an Alabama or a Florida or a Georgia or somebody in the SEC that really is competing then I would be a lot more worried. But I'm kind of with you there. I have optimism that I think he'll – he's just looking around, seeing what his family thinks, seeing what his friends think, and I think he'll come back to the Vols. And I think I think with the other players, I think Caden Salter and uh, two or three others said that they're locked into Tennessee. There's no decommitment because that's been the question. And a lot of people are asking these Tennessee players that are really highly recruited, um, thinking about leaving. And they've said they're staying. So I think that's also helping and might help Terrence make his decision again I think I think he's going to need some help to make the decision and I think some help would come if we'd be competitive this yeah. weekend against those I, Gators really I, would. I think that would help a lot go a long way long way uh, to getting this thing done but uh, Carson let's get our last break of the day out of the way when we come back I want to talk coaching carousel to me there's a lot of hot seats out there there's- and there's a couple vacated seats And how do they play against each other? Is Texas going to come open? Is Michigan going to come open? And I think the, the elephant in the room, how does Tennessee play into that? We'll talk about that on the flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Have you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. 
The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. Have you heard about or seen the Grand's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grand from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. El Jimador Mexican Grill. Authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill. Located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. A message from State Representative Bob Ramsey. Thank you, Blunt County, for your votes that are allowing me to serve as your state representative to the Tennessee General Assembly. I'm looking forward to hearing from you as we continue to advocate legislation making Blunt County a better place for our families. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. Paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey State Representative, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKBL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. And Carson, we've awoke the phone lines. Again, uh, phone lines have lit up and we've answered it. Hey, welcome to the grind. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, no problem. Hey. What, what you got going? Well, here's my question. 
you're you're like getting into the coaching carousel. My question is this: um, with uh, Jimbo at AM and M and Mullen at Florida, uh, they both have been successful coaches, head coaches before. Um, not so much uh, our current coach. You know, I mean, he's been a DC, but he's not been a head coach. Uh, these guys also have developed some quarterbacks. I'm talking about Jimbo and, and Mullen. Um, again, we all know the story on JG, and everybody's waiting, you know, kind of with bated breath on uh, what's going to happen with, uh, you know, with our freshmen. Are going to trot him out or not? I guess here's my question. Um, bottom line, do you think that we made a mistake in, again, and I know we tried to get Mullen, by the way, that's Tennessee, before he went to Florida. But have we made a mistake by getting a hold and hiring a coordinator as opposed to uh, getting uh, a head coach with a, well, successful track record? Carson, uh, I'll let you start with that one. I think uh, we were at the point where we started uh, we started getting some pulling some guys in that uh, we just really weren't happy with. I mean, Jet Brom comes to mind, Chiano, a couple guys like that that just didn't catch the eye that you know were head coaches. But oh, Chiano Curry was wasn't. Curry wanted Chiano. Curry yeah. was happy. With well, Chiano. I mean, everybody wanted him, or I mean, in the in the athletic directing area, but. Then we went to started looking for coordinators. I think after we just ran out of options and picked somebody up before uh, the place burned down because that's where it was going. So, I mean, I think that if it would have been a different time where there would have been some coaches, more coaches on the market, I think yeah, we should have went for a head coach. But honestly, I didn't. I, at that point, I really was hoping anybody but Shiano. Well, and and, and kind of to coin what what Carson's talking about, you know, Tennessee wanted Dan Mullen. I mean, Dan Mullins was very much uh, in play, and then when the Florida mm-hmm. job came right. open, it, it it was one of those he went there, and I think we honestly we panicked, we scrambled, and then you know I think one of the key pieces is that we we not only replaced a coach in that cycle, right. we replaced an athletic director. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, just just a question, guys, but uh, hey. If if we do make a change, uh, I really do hope it is for somebody that uh, number one really knows how to be a head coach because SEC we all know is the toughest conference and man just learning on the run with all that pressure if you don't know how to coordinate I'm talking about with a whole team an AD etc uh, man it's a it's a tough mountain to climb it really is. And then if you if you really don't know how to uh, how to develop a quarterback, um, who who really is your point guard, if you will, on the football team, um, I think it's harder yet. Um, anyway, I'm a big orange guy, Tennessee grad, all for Tennessee. I just uh, wow, I, it just just hurts. Just wondered what uh, wondered what your opinion was, though, guys, and that and I appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate the call. call yeah, thank you. This, uh, be part of the conversation, okay? Hey, great call. Thank you so much. All right, man. God bless. Have a good one. And again, always always interested to hear other people's opinion. Again, give us a call, 865-983-4310. That's 865-983-4310. 
But I, I think the caller brings up a great point. You, you know, uh, when, uh, when, if, if, when, and how we make a change. Uh, I think you gotta, you gotta go down a certain number of roads, right? Uh, so when, when Alabama was tired of losing, what they do? I mean, they, they got, spent they that money. Spent the money, yeah. They took a Brinks truck and said, "Nick Saban, we want you to be the head coach." He said no publicly, obviously, but uh, you know that's a replay in Miami Dolphins history over and over. But, yeah. uh, but ended up they took a Brinks truck down there and said, "Nick, are you sure?" And he's like, "How much is in there?" And they're like, "We don't know. It's a Brinks truck." So you you know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. think at, yeah. at some rate. There, there, there needs if a if a decision has to be made like that, we got to quit budget buying. You we know, do. Yeah. we we don't. I mean, I, speaking from experience, the quality of a product that you buy on like a Black Friday sale, right, is not the same as like a top notch off the showroom floor quality thing. Yep. Uh, and, and I think that that and again, I'm kind of tongue in cheek in that one a little bit, but I think when you when you go to hire a coach. I understand you. You know, you go the first time, and you're like, "Hey, will you do it for this money?" I'm pretty happy where I'm at. That's a, ah, I don't know about that. Okay, turn the wick up a little bit. Mm-hmm. What about this money? Does that got you? No. All right, hold on. Let me go talk to my boosters. Let me talk to my alumni association and go. Do you want to win or you you not want to win? Right. And and again, I, I we talked off air, and I'll be completely transparent with anybody who wants to talk. I just think there's just a, a couple coaches that really, if we pull a trigger, you go after. And and I really say, I say that because the caller's exactly right. Dan Mullen's had success other places, now at two locations. Yeah. Um, you know, there's other coaches that are that are somewhat uh, available. Hugh Freeze. Uh, potentially. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it, like you said, spend the money and you're going to get somebody that can change a program because here's the thing I, i'm pretty sure and, and and again i'm not i'm not an alabama alum i don't know the the budget situation in tuscaloosa but when mike shula left i'm pretty sure the alumni association was like listen guys if we can't do any better than this i'll spend my money somewhere else mm-hmm. and so it probably financially didn't look smart to go drop the money on nick saban but I'm just telling you this right now. He's been there for, what, four, 14 years? I think this is year 14. They've made their money back and again and again and again. And they've won hand over fist. Just being in the college football playoff, just being in it, has made them million. probably has paid his contract multiple times right. over. And so it's one of those, you ever heard you got to spend money to make money? Mm-hmm. It's probably no more true than in Tennessee or than in college football coaching. But uh, I'll say this, uh, and again, I, I don't know that we made a mistake, uh, and I think that's the the jury is out. I, I think we we obviously didn't hire a a ringer. You know, we didn't hire a one year turnaround guy. We didn't mm-hmm. hire another Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's very obvious. But uh, I don't know that we haven't hired the next uh, Gary Patterson. I don't know that we haven't hired the next. Uh, uh, think of another coach that's that's good on a on a rotation, like a Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, a uh, <laughs> uh, as much as I'm, I, this is a total joke. But like a Kurt Ferentz, mm-hmm. I mean, he jumps up there and, and you know plays for a Big Ten championship every few years. But he's in those other years, it's a rough out. I mean, so, Dabo Dabo Sweeney was a, a coordinator. 
Well, he, he never has coordinated. Did I you mean, know that? not a coordinator. He was a wide receiver coach. I meant, yeah, I meant an assistant to wide and, receiver. And again, I'm glad you brought that up because Dabo's always one of my good uh, my good references. Right. Look up Dabo's record. Mm-hmm. His first couple years were rough. They were, yeah. But I, it takes it takes that to get better. And, I, and the, the thing is, I call it the Saban effect. It really is because if you look at Saban, six and six year one, eleven and one the next year. I mean, it was literally like he flipped the coin over. It went from red or from red to green like mm-hmm. quick. I mean, it was a it was a stoplight effect. But Dabo, I remember vividly. You know, they they get rid of I believe it was Tommy Bowden. Uh huh. It was it was Bowden then Dabo. And so Dabo's on his staff. He's right. the wide receiver coach. He's the interim which was kind of odd that they didn't let one of the coordinators be the interim, but whatever, obviously a good decision. Uh, Dabo's the interim, and then they give it to him. And I fully – I had the same uh, response to that as when they named Ed Orgeron the new guy when they got rid of Les Miles. In both scenarios, they got a natty out yeah. of the deal. Well, I mean, the it's kind of weird because you always would think the defense coordinator, offense coordinator would be the interim. But T. Martin is the associate head coach for Tennessee, and he's the QB coach, um, co-offense coordinator, of course. But still, I mean, he's still, you know, not the main guy, which they pick out a guy to be the best to lead the team if, you know, Jeremy was to go or a coach was to go. So, I mean, thank goodness for that, for Dabo Sweeney's thing, because if, if he wasn't the interim there, he probably wouldn't have that job. I'll, I'll just share this, and it's kind of one of those uh, that you uh, you can look at, and, uh, and it's very, I wouldn't say very, but it is similar uh, to Jeremy Pruitt. Okay, Dabo Sweeney, uh, in his interim role in 2008, 4-3, uh, was 3-2 and two in conference play, finished third in the, the conference, in his in his division, and then lost in the Gator Bowl. Okay, mm-hmm. again, this is in ACC football, so I want that to be prefaced because it's not Southeastern Conference football. The second year, nine and five, uh, six and two in the conference, first in his division, and won the Music City Bowl. Okay, again, I, I'm pretty sure Jeremy Pruitt would be a lot more successful in the in the ACC. Yeah, just my I would, opinion. I would I would think so. Uh, third year. 2010, man, he's got everything going. A win right, streak, right. all this. All, he's won. He's finished first in the conference, won the bowl game. Third year comes around, six and seven. Mm-hmm. Losing record, four and four in conference play, tied for fourth or last, if you want to say it that way, and lost in the Meineke Car Care Bowl. Where have we been and what did we do? I remember that game. I remember, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he got uh, utterly smoked. If I, this may not be the same game, but by West Virginia, like I'm talking, gave up 70 points. Wow. You know who his defensive coordinator was? Kevin Steele. Really? You know who Kevin Kevin Steele's Auburn's defensive coordinator right, right. now. So again, it's just it's just fit and function matters a lot, right? <laughs> so he basically cleaned house, fired everybody. Yeah. Replaced them with who stood there with him uh, in in thirteen and then in twelve or in eleven, ten and four, twelve, eleven and two, eleven and two, ten and three, fourteen and one, fourteen and one, twelve and two, fifteen and zero, oh, fourteen and one, and now sit at eight and one. So there's there's a yeah. it, there's not a uh, you know there's a there's an instant version of success and that's called Nick Saban that's called Urban Meyer uh, that's that's those guys, and then there's a there's a you know kind of 
get in where you fit in and make right. it work. And that's guys like Dabo Swinney. And, you know, and, and I'm not putting Jeremy Pruitt in that yeah, conversation. Just, that's a chance. You just got to. But I'm just saying, you, you'll you never know, can he be good in year five if you fire him in year three. Yeah. Hey, big basketball games tonight, Michigan State, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky. Get on the round ball. Get on the hardwood. Check it out. And we'll talk about it tomorrow on The Grind. You're listening. 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM and streaming at WKBL.com. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on.